My name is Julie Turney, and this is HR Sound Off, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent HR topics. But ultimately, we will be settling some of the many misconceptions that people have about the human resources profession. Some weeks you will hear from my guests, and other times it will be just you and me in the sound booth. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of HR Sound Off. Today's edition is, is a special one to me. It's based on a question that I get a lot from people who want to transition into human resources. And the question is always like, how do I do that? How do I transition from marketing or finance or whatever profession I'm in into human resources? Uh, my guest today made a transition into HR that I believe is out of this world. I don't know that there's anyone that I've ever spoken to on this show that could talk how my guest today got into HR. And I am not going to waste any time talking about him because there's a lot I could say, a lot I could say, just based on the few encounters that we have had. Uh, we have gotten on like a house on fire, and I know that you are going to enjoy meeting him and, and listening to him talk about his experience and giving you some tips and tricks today on how you make that transition into HR, no matter whatever career you are in at this time. So ladies, gentlemen, beautiful people of HR Sound Off, I bring to the sound booth today none other than my friend, Brian Bashan. Loving it. Brian, how are you doing? I'm well. Hello, everyone. Hi, Julie. It's great to be here today. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you. And like I said, today's episode is based on transitions. How do we make that transition in, into HR? So we're going to kick off with that first question that I love to ask everyone. Tell us your story, Brian. How did you get here? I have heard this story before. It has me in awe every time we talk about it. And I could not wait to bring you to the sound booth to share your story with our guests. Over to you. Tell us, how did you get here? Well, I'm delighted to share the story. And so, first of all, I just want to commend you. I think this is an incredible podcast series that you created. Thank and you. And it's a joy to be able to connect with you and your audience about HR and also career transition. So, for those of you who are listening, I'm coming to you uh, from Toronto, Canada, but I'm originally from the United States. So I'm now a dual citizen of the U.S. Canada, born and raised in Boston. I did my undergrad in Ohio. And then after university, I went back to Boston to graduate school, but it was actually the seminary. And I studied in the seminary for five years. And then I, was a, I became a priest for eight years, which was amazing. I was a priest for the Archdiocese of Boston. And I joyfully served for four years in a, in a parish with about 2,700 families. And it was great. I was young, obviously, full of energy. I did weddings like I was in Las Vegas. I seemed like the parish. I swear the parish I was in every weekend, I had weddings and baptisms. Wow. And it was great. Mm -hmm. And then four years later, I got a phone call on a Thursday night um, from, it was kind of the, the headquarters. 
And they said, Brian, could you come in tomorrow for a meeting? It was uh, one of the assistant bishops. He said, we'd like to speak to you about an opportunity. So it's like being called from HR, you know, but church mm -hmm. HR. So I went in and I had a suspicion that there had been some whispers maybe in my ear that maybe I was going to be sent on for further education to get my okay. doctorate to, to then come back and teach at the seminary. But instead, I sat down and they told me, Brian, the new archbishop, the new cardinal has selected you to work with him. Uh, it's to be called pre-secretary, but in kind of organizational structures, it would, it's like being called chief of staff. Okay. So literally overnight, my life changed that I went from being in a parish, hands on front lines to now working for a cardinal and being his master of ceremonies, traveling to the Vatican on a regular basis, um, going to diplomatic events, doing so many things behind the scenes, uh -huh. uh, which like it's what HR does, but I was doing yeah. it for the Cardinal and the church. Mm -hmm. And then after eight years, I, uh, four years in that role, but eight years altogether as a priest, right. I decided of my own free choosing that I wanted to be authentic to myself and go in a different direction, that I knew the gifts that I had, the love that was in my heart, could be brought out into the world in a different way. And I wanted to move in that direction. And so, you know, it's pretty courageous. I mean, first of all, I, I look back, I was young. Mm -hmm. I, you know, was being groomed for a lot. I'd invested so many years. There was so, at times, feeling so much expectation on myself from family, from friends, from people that mm -hmm. loved me. Right. But I knew in my heart, I wanted to move and live a different life. Right. And I was feeling called to do that. Mm -hmm. And so the number one thing I did is I gave myself time. I think, you know, so often people think, oh, I have to make a decision. And, you know, a rash, quick decision is the yeah. worst decision because it's mm -hmm. based on emotion. Yeah. So I actually, I actually worked with someone uh, professionally to kind of put together a plan over uh, six, seven months to kind of really test my decision to make sure that I, I could, you know, really be focused on where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. But there were some challenges that I had, and I'm sure people who are watching this who are considering making a career change, um, it, it came down to a resume, you know? So I had been a priest, right, for mm -hmm. eight years, and you know, yes, I've been at the Vatican and handled diplomatic events, but how do you put that into a resume, you yeah. know? And yeah. so that is actually, it was tough. And so, you know, at that time, you know, Google was out, but I just, one night I remember being alone and I said, I'm, you know, I can get this resume done in two hours. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine who was a lawyer said, Brian, just try and translate your skills and look at what can be translated. I, I have to say, I never felt so much anxiety as mm -hmm. I sat there and I just, I had no idea how to do it. Wow. And that was a challenging moment because how do you take things in one job that you've had mm -hmm. and translate it and show it as you're trying to make that connection? Right. So I worked with someone, uh, a very good friend of mine uh, who was a lawyer and really helped me kind of craft and look at how to phrase things, how right. to demonstrate what the skill sets are transferable. Mm -hmm. And so I left uh, the archdiocese and I started an entirely new life in New York City. 
moving there knowing one person and I landed a job um, within this, from the moment I made the decision that I wanted to leave exactly right. six months later, I had a job and, um, and it was wow. an amazing event. It'll continue from there, but I'll pause there. So that's the yes. initial, that's uh -huh. the stage. That's and, the stage. And, that's the stage. And what a stage you just set for us. So in that moment, I think you mentioned a lot of things there that we can pull out for you know, persons making that transition from whatever career they are in into HR. You said something very powerful in there that I'm just going to grab onto for a mm -hmm. second. You don't have to make the choice right away mm -hmm. as to what comes next, mm -hmm. but you got to have a plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that for so many people, um, they just know they want to transition into HR but they're not quite sure how to get it done. What were some of the things that you went through as you put that plan in place to make that transition? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's great. And I'm so glad you did pull that out because mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. Um, one of the biggest aspects and that I think is so important is that when you're looking to make a transition into a new career, you know, especially if you're considering going to HR, you know, there's a lot of personal things that can also hold you back. It can be fear. It can be the doubt of, is this the right decision financially? How does this work? I've done so well. So I think, first of all, those were some of the things I had to look at personally as right. well. And when I knew that I knew this was the right decision and I kind of was able to talk through some of those fears or concerns, mm -hmm. that helped to align me to now move forward in the plan. Right. And, and I had more peace. I had more peace. I knew financially what I wanted to achieve. Right. I knew some of the steps I had to take. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when I sp spoke about giving yourself the time and being conscious, it's really important because if you're making a significant decision, a significant change, mm -hmm. you want to make sure it's done well and yeah. done in a thoughtful manner. Absolutely. Because without that, you're just going to chase and all those little ego things or fears are going to take over and you'll never mm -hmm. move forward. Mm -hmm. So I gave myself six months. I remember being very clear about saying, I want by January to have a job. Mm -hmm. And I just started narrowing down a couple of the areas that I was looking at. Right. And I had a, I had a detailed work plan of, you know, every single day, how many calls I would make who I needed to follow up with, who in my network I could reach out to. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also important when you're thinking of making a shift to just have a very tight group of people that you share it with. Yeah. And I, I can't stress that enough because I think you may change your mind on some things. And if you tell too many people, we all know people are more than happy to give you advice. Yeah. And so I think yeah. making sure that you have a balance is important. And that make yeah. it, made a big difference for me. Yeah, you've mentioned something there too about, um, I totally agree with you. Let me say that first and foremost about, you know, just having a tight network of people that you share it with. Um, and because also from the perspective of that, sometimes people don't share your dreams and they don't always have the best intentions for you. Everybody's got advice. And if you don't follow their advice then people get, what I call salty about it, you know, mm -hmm. um, or they may feel a bit, you know, bitter about the fact that you haven't taken their advice. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And so the fewer people you tell, the better for you. But at least have that circle of people that you can share that with. But you put in the work. You put in the work. You started to network. You were making calls. You were sending out emails. You were doing all kinds of things to mm-hmm. prepare yourself for what you want. And I think that a lot of people want things, but they don't recognize that they have to put in a measure of work in order to achieve what they want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Coming from your background of being in the church, Mm -hmm. what was it like when you made that transition into, I would say, the world, Mm -hmm. um, the the bigger world? Um, Because when you're in the church, it's your own world. Um, It's a lot it can be a lot smaller than mm-hmm. what's, what's really out there. How, what were some of the emotions that you went through as you made that transition? You knew you wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things that you went through? Because I would figure after eight years being in the church, that's a comfort zone and mm-hmm. recognizing that you want to come out of that. What were some of the emotions that you went through? Yeah, super great question. You know, I've often been asked too, so what was so hard? What was the hardest part of starting that yeah. new chapter? To be honest, it really wasn't hard because once I made the decision that I knew I wanted to leave, um, everything started to fall into place actually because I was doing the work, I was putting things in motion. The hardest part was actually the waiting uh, to actually make the leave because you kind of felt you were in two worlds. You're still living in the church world, Mm -hmm. but you're also disconnecting and again, you're, you're in a sense that you're kind of, you felt like you were a little trapped, like you're there, you, you want to be committed to what you're doing because that's where you're at, but at the same time, you're disconnecting. So once I actually left, it was very freeing. It, it was such a gift. It felt, whew, for anyone that's either been in a relationship, you know what I mean? That it's like, you're, you're there and you're like, okay, like I know we're no longer together and like, but we have to, you're still living together, but you haven't split out yet. It's like, it was like kind of like that feeling. Okay. So the actual sense of moving out was, whew. however, I think one of the challenges was, and I remember this so clearly, like the first okay. two weeks of, I was very fortunate. I got hired with the American Cancer Society. And that's a okay. great story, just how I got that from an HR perspective. Right. And um, I just remember they greeted me the day I arrived. They walked me down the hall. My name was on the door. I had this nice office. And I just remember in the first couple of days, I had to make phone calls and people weren't returning the phone calls. I'd been so used, especially working for the Cardinal. When I made a phone call, it was returned within like an hour. Like if I said I was coming from the Cardinal's office, like in an hour, it was always returned. Right. And this time I'm like, people aren't returning my phone calls, you know? So whole new learning skill set of how do you connect with people. Yeah. I think part of it was also being able to own my kind of elevator pitch mm-hmm. that when people would say things to me like, oh, how long have you been with the American Cancer Society and where were you before here? Mm-hmm. To be able to own and articulate Yes, I actually have been uh, clergy for eight years and I held this position and now I'm in this role mm-hmm. and how to be able to tweak it in just a few seconds, be mm-hmm. positive and engage. Mm-hmm. And um, the biggest thing I had to realize was there's a fear, a little bit of feeling judged, yeah. like what are people going to think? And I quickly mm-hmm. realized 
people really didn't care. <laughs> you know? Isn't that a kicker? <laughs> I'm sorry, say it again? I said, isn't that a kicker? When you realize finally that people aren't really bothered? They're really not. Many of them were like, oh, isn't that interesting? Oh, wow, that's really great. I just realized that people just realized, oh, he made a career change. And wow, he landed well. And, you know, he's engaged and he's energetic and he's focused on his work. Right. I realized people didn't care. And it was really in my own head. Mm -hmm. And so I had to let go of that and right. to realize that I am where I'm at and I need to embrace it fully and just embrace all of that. And that was probably one of the biggest learnings for me. And it took a little bit of time, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I was going through an adjustment, although it was fairly uh, easy for me. Right. But there were still some people from my past, like in, having been a priest that were reaching out, how was I doing? So you're kind of in that transition from two worlds. Yeah. And it just took a little bit of time to level out. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's powerful. Thank mm. you so much for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. So where are you at right now in your career as an HR professional? Sure. So I am very excited. I, as I mentioned, I live here in Toronto. And in November 2019, I launched uh, my own company called Evolution Evolution. And oh, cool. uh, the reason it's called Evolution Evolution, uh, the name is twice for a reason, it's not a mistake, uh -huh. right. is uh, the first evolution is the natural evolution as human beings, right? Mm -hmm. The families we're born into, the DNA that we have, how a pandemic affects all of humanity and how we have mm -hmm. to adjust. Mm -hmm. But the second evolution is about the evolution you choose, how mm -hmm. you want to evolve as a person and as a professional. Mm -hmm. So right now, I have founded Evolution Evolution because I do um, executive coaching, right. uh, mentorship for those in uh, leadership positions, professional mm -hmm. leaders, mm -hmm. also for their teams. So there's right. a, a team coaching. And I also developed a new platform called Evolution Recruitment uh, uh -huh. because I had you know, become a professional fundraiser. That's where I landed into Right. And then I got recruited to become a this partner. This is directly out of the church, right? Out of the church, right. Yeah, so directly out of the church, you went into fundraising. Yeah, went into the fundraising. I ended as executive director at NYU Medical. Then I was executive director here in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And then I got uh, recruited to become a partner in an ex executive recruitment company. And mm -hmm. they wanted someone that had a you know fairly large network, Right. Uh, to build out their not-for-profit and for-profit uh, sector. Mm -hmm. And um, and I loved it. I've always been that guy who was on the like the interview panel. I love managing a yeah. team. Mm -hmm. And I've always been able to recognize talents yeah. beyond just the skill set. Mm -hmm. So Evolution Evolution took all of that expertise and I developed a new hybrid recruitment model uh, for mm -hmm. companies. Okay. Um, you know, leverages my expertise and also a special onboarding to help companies support their leaders as they transition into the role. So that's where I'm at right now uh, in terms of from the HR side. Wonderful. And how would you say, how would you sum up your journey in totality as from where you started to where you are now? What would you call this chapter of your life and how would you sum up 
your journey in total, getting you to this point. Yeah. Well, I would say that the the name of the company uh, says it all, Evolution. Um, it has continued to be a beautiful evolution. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, what really was a critical moment for me is realizing when I wanted to go out on my own, mm-hmm. that a big part of, I was feeling a little blocked as I was kind of putting things together. And part right. of that blockage was, I was not embracing those eight years having been a priest. Mm. What I mean by that is... Yeah, I was just about to ask you, what do you mean by that? Can you clarify that? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So when I I left and I was working in Manhattan, so you can imagine, you know, New York City is, you know, an amazing, magical, powerful place to work. But it's Mm. also pretty intense, you know? And, but I found I navigated it so easily because I think having been a priest, my sense of intuition, my sense of connecting with people, sometimes seeing beyond what they were saying helped me connect. And I realized that that kind of spirituality, whatever you may call it, that sense of Mm -hmm. purpose, that Mm -hmm. sense of being connected to your higher self is a big part of my work now. So when I work with individuals, when I work with companies, I spend time about really aligning with their vision, aligning with their purpose, aligning with a lot of the important things that help them. And so that piece has just transformed my work and transformed how I work with companies Mm -hmm. uh, in a beautiful way and helped me even own it even stronger, which has been really beautiful. Oh, that's amazing, Brian. I wish you an evolution, evolution, all the best, every success as you Thank continue you. to go forward. But what advice would you give to those in our audience right now who are considering making that transition? I'm sure that you have had that question before about, you know, how do I make that transition into HR? I think a lot of us as HR professionals get that question. Um, well, what advice would you give to the accountant, the marketing person, the legal person who is thinking about making this transition into human resources? What is your number one advice that you would give to them? Sure. So I'm going to say three things. We'll start with the number one, but there's going to be Go three on. and they'll be brief. But the first one is most important listen to the desire that is bubbling up inside. Because when you pay attention to that desire to maybe move from accounting into another area or from engineering to another area, whatever it may be, or starting your own company, that desire is where the truth is and where your passion is and what's calling to help you move forward. So sometimes it can be those questions we spoke about earlier about the fear of finances, whatever, but Mm -hmm. Just pay attention to it because that desire is what's going to lead you. And if Mm -hmm. you don't pay attention to it, it's going to keep finding you in different ways. So embrace it and realize Mm -hmm. it's a gift and it's never going to mislead you. Number Mm -hmm. two, I would definitely say find someone, whether it's professionally to work with a a coach um, or someone who is a great mentor that you can go to and really talk out, this is what I'm thinking of doing. And here are my questions and someone that can work with you to help put that plan together and, and also challenge in a very positive way 
to say, okay, you may want to think through this as well, and you may want to have this. You won't have everything in place, but you right. need to have certain things in place. If not, right. you're never going to move. Exactly. But having someone, one or two, that can really listen and guide mm -hmm. you is mm -hmm. critical to moving forward. Absolutely. And the, the third thing is just do it. Just do it. Like say, Nike say, says. Say, say that again, my friend. Say that again. One more time for the people in the back that didn't hear what yeah. you said. Just do it. Just do it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you can always make a new decision. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you're 90 years old, you know, the only thing you're going to have are your memories and, this, and the feeling of what you have brought to this world through your family, through your friends. And if you haven't paid attention to that desire, that is going to be a sad moment. So just do it and know that you will be guided. It doesn't mean you have to build, like, you know, they always say Rome wasn't built in a day. Okay. Trust me, mm -hmm. I was in Rome many times. And I can tell you, I can look at it, it wasn't built in a day. And it's still being built. Mm -hmm. But take the risk and do it. That's mm -hmm. the only way you're going to know. And as you do it, you're going to start to refine and say, oh, you know what? I think I need to go in this direction. And this is mm -hmm. going to do it. That's how you're going to have the clarity. Yeah, absolutely. That Just do it. Nike wasn't wrong when they created that slogan. They weren't. They, they really weren't. were not. They yeah. really were not. But doing it and doing it afraid. Yeah. Regardless of the fears that you have, just do it. If that's where your desire is leading you, as you said, just just do it. Thank you so much for that. I, I You're welcome. could not agree with you more on that at all. Yes. So, Brian, tell us, what are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think that other HR pros, people aspiring to be in HR, should be reading, watching, or listening right now? You know, for those who are, 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 are listening, there is an incredible book out there. And it's not just because I was a priest that I'm recommending this book because of the title, but it's called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Okay. And it's, yeah. And it's, it's an international bestseller. It's been translated into 44 different languages. And the author is named Robin Sharma. And I believe it's S-H-A-R-M-A. He was actually Canadian, but he has this incredible platform. He was a highly successful individual that had been a, a corporate lawyer that also made a massive transition. So for those of you who are thinking about making transitions, it really resonates. I recently just reread the book after many, many years, and it's a beautiful story. It's very thin, and it's, it's a beautiful story about what are some of the steps you take to live more deeply the work and the joy that you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And I'm just telling you, for anyone who's at maybe the tip of the iceberg thinking about doing it or in the midst of it, or they started, but they went back because they were fear, read this book. It okay. is a beautiful companion, and uh -huh. it's one that really ties into this conversation so perfectly. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for that. So, he, he was, was a monastery for Ferrari? Sorry, I didn't hear it. He was a corporate lawyer. And uh, oh. he was a corporate lawyer and, you know, basically had this, you know, transformation to go in a different, a very different direction with his life. And now he has his own company that, you know, it's very much helping those who want to make career transitions, advising CEOs. 
And, you know, it kind of ties back to what I said about even for myself, that sense of purpose, you know, that purpose, the desire in real concrete ways to how do you make that change? And, um, and I think the bottom line is, you know, it's small shifts consciously to do it. And I think that book would be a great companion for people. Nice. Thank you so much for sharing that resource. And I am sure that everyone is going to go grab that book. I am definitely going to be looking for it as soon as I'm finished talking to you. Uh, So the last question I have for you is, what is the biggest misconception about human resources that really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now? Mm, great question. I would say, you know, first of all, I've been on like both sides, right? So I've been on the side that I've had to uh, pl- apply for jobs for the HR and saw, you know, that I've been on the side as an employer and had to work with HR when I didn't always agree with them, you know, and then on the side, it certainly does. But I also learned from them. And at the same time now, you know, helping people, you know, work with HR as well. I think the number one is the biggest misconception is that HR is a roadblock, you know, that HR is a roadblock. Well, no, I mean, HR is important because HR brings structure. HR is able to, it's an incredible resource. But I think the biggest thing that I found is that it's about relationships, that you need to spend the time, if you're working in an environment, spend the time to get you know, to know your HR leaders, develop that relationship. So when there are challenges, you have a conversation. It's not a yeah. battle. It's not like, oh, they never understood anything. They're yeah. so annoying. They don't do this. No, it's about a relationship. And, and if you're a candidate going for a position, it's how you develop that. So the biggest thing is they're not just behind some wall but they're people and, and, you know, see it as a human being and it changes the whole dynamic of the relationship. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I got to agree again, like I find a lot of people believe that HR is a blocker to a lot of things, but it really is about building those relationships. If you build the relationship to understand your HR department, the people that is made up in that department, and mm-hmm. what they're trying to achieve for the betterment of the business, then it makes life a whole lot easier and it makes your relationship to work with them a lot easier as well. And then, you know, whatever blockers you may have encountered would be for a very good reason, but we are not there to be the blockers. We're there to run defense. There's a difference. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No, 100%. 100%. Yes. So what is next? For Brian Bassan, where will we see you evolving to next? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great question. You know, I love where I'm at right now. So, you know, what I what I'm really enjoying, I, I love this. My website is is in the process of being updated to reflect the new recruitment models, Mm -hmm. um, which I really love because it's a sense of working with HR. So it's a it's a it's a hybrid model and with companies to really look at the vision. So I'm enjoying that work quite a bit. And also the work doing with uh, professional leaders and some of the forums. But I love public speaking and I love being able to go in and, and to speak about different opportunities, about organizations and leadership and some of the 
some of the things that I think are so important to achieve that greatness uh, that leaders want. And now more than ever, I think after you know COVID, it's a chance everything has been shook up and it's a way to go deeper and to even have more clarity. So I really see myself being involved with that and that speaking aspect uh, more and more. And that's really a great joy because I love connecting with individuals and mm -hmm. uh, that's something that's really passionate for me and for evolution, evolution. Awesome. Well, we definitely wish you all the best. I will continue to be looking out for you. Tell the beautiful people where they can connect with you on social media. Certainly. So the best two places, the number one spot is I welcome to hear from people on LinkedIn. You know, that's a great platform to reach out Definitely. to me, Brian Bashan uh, at LinkedIn. And, you know, I always tell people when they reach out uh, to send an invitation, share where they, you know, they heard, you know, to mm -hmm. connect, whether it was through a podcast, a webinar or through someone else. And I love building relationships there. And my website, uh, www.evolutionevolution.com. You can always mm -hmm. email directly to me uh, and mm -hmm. take it from there. So those are the two best places uh, to connect and to also follow uh, what's happening. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And with that, Brian, you survived your time in the sound booth today. I want to thank you so much for joining us. And like I said, Look forward to hearing more about you. I am sure that we are going to have another episode at some point in time to discuss recruiting and to talk about evolution, evolution more in some more detail. Learn a little bit more about your story because I know that we could have gone a lot deeper today. I feel like the people deserve a part too. Would you agree? I think so. I think so. That, that'd be great. And I look so forward to coming back. And again, I think it's just so wonderful you have this platform uh, because it's a way to help build a community. And so, you know, congratulations to you for that, following that desire to do that. Thank you so much. I definitely enjoy every single episode that I put out there and every single guest that I talk to. And like I said, I, when we first met through LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. The power of LinkedIn, and I got to give a selfish plug here to my dear friend, Cher Jones, because we met through her show just mm -hmm. last year, and um, she has taught us all a lot about how we can better our brand, but she's also taught us that sense of community. She has created an amazing community, mm -hmm. and through that community, this is how we met and have been able to have the conversations that you've had that led up to this moment of you being a member, on a guest on HR Sound Off. And I am truly grateful to share for, for that opportunity. So I thank you, Brian, thank uh, you. for being here today. And that's all we have time for today. So thanks again, and we'll see you again when we next Sound Off. Thanks so much, Julie. Thank you for joining us in the sound booth today. I hope that you found this information from this episode useful. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Julie Turney. That's I am Julie Turney. And you can find this episode or this show on most digital platforms, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Thanks to Anchor FM and Rock Solid Entertainment for helping me to put this content together for you. And I will see you again when we next 
sound off. <laughs>